WSJM News Now. Team coverage from the WSJM Newsroom on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. WSJM News is brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download your free local news app today at the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Dave Wolf. The Benton Harbor Department of Public Safety is urging vehicle owners to take extra steps to avoid having their cars stolen. Speaking on social media on Monday, Director Dan McGinnis said there were 13 vehicles stolen in the city in June. We have been having a proliferation of stolen vehicles. We also kind of know who's doing it. We've caught a couple different groups of kids several times. And one of the issues that we have is we got to let them go. Department Deputy Director Mike Clark said the juvenile center won't even take repeat offenders. They only have so many beds and their staffing is low as well. And so, unfortunately, unless these kids are caught with a gun, they're not getting taken. We've caught some of these kids two, three, four times in the same stolen cars, and it can be frustrating. Most of the suspects are juveniles. Clark said they sometimes will steal a car just to drive it somewhere and then ditch it. He noted the most stolen cars are some Hyundai and Kia models due to an engineering flaw that makes them easy to start without a key. He urged owners of those vehicles to get an anti-theft device like a club for the steering wheel. McGinnis asked people to call police if they notice an unfamiliar vehicle sitting in an alley by their home, especially if it has a tarp on it. A couple of housing developments being planned in Benton Harbor have moved a step forward following action Monday by the city commission. The commissioners considered an ordinance for payment in lieu of taxes for Project T at the former Mercy Hospital site and for Corner at Wall Street Dividend Housing Association at Colfax and Wall Streets. Project T is a $33 million effort of Harbor Habitat and Renovair in Detroit to bring 100 housing units and commercial space on Agard and Weld Streets. The housing would be both mixed and low income. Mayor Marcus Mohammed noted only part of the project will be exempt from taxes. That includes 15 multi-family units and associated parking and green space, which will be the subject of the low-income housing tax credit program. Commissioner Mary Alice Adams opposed the project, as did Commissioners Juanita Henry and Ethel Clark Griffin. Commissioner Jerry Edwards said the people in his complex want the development. So the residents I report to every day, they say go for it. So that's 100 plus that wants me to vote for this project. An ordinance for payment in lieu of taxes allows for the development to pay a service fee instead of the usual taxes. The ordinances were needed due to some of the housing units being low income. Although there was some disagreement about the Project T, Cornet Wall Street had more support. That's a $20 million, 55-unit housing development for low and mixed incomes. That site will also include a grocery store. The Van Buren Youth Fair is underway in Hartford. Paul Garrod is member of the fair board and says the week-long event is based on months of planning. We don't start on it in, in June and, and plan for the uh, fair in July. It's year-round planning, and we have a great uh, group of volunteers, a, a, a great board, and they just uh, uh, step in and, and get it done. The fair runs until Saturday. Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, the uh, Hartford NTPA tractor pull gets underway. Uh, Wednesday night, the uh, Hartzell Demolition Derby, uh, something new this year. And uh, Thursday night, uh, KOI drag racing. That'll be followed by Friday's Super Kicker Rodeo. And Saturday, the fair comes to a close with a unique motorsports night of destruction. Fair admission is $7 for adults, $5 for seniors, $3 for kids 6 to 12, and free for anyone younger than that. The carnival will be open from 1 p.m. to close on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and from noon to close on Wednesday. The city of South Haven will look again at short-term rental properties. The city will be sending a new survey built on questions asked in 2018 to help understand the impact of those rentals on the community, with a final report done by October 31st.
Council member Steve Schlock says there are plenty of questions people want answers to. What are the issues? Is it is it zoning allowing certain heights, homes, lot coverage, this and that, or is it the fact that the they don't have permanent year-round neighbors? You know, so I mean, I think there's a lot of topics that we could discuss there. Maybe I would hope that it possibly brings the community a little bit more together, having these open discussions as to what the real issues are. Other questions include how many short-term rentals are needed in South Haven, with members of the council and public seeming to agree on 250 which is much lower than the city currently has. There's no timeline yet for when to hold the workshop. A $690,000 state grant is going to Benton Township to help improve water quality and access to water. Governor Gretchen Wimmer on Monday announced a total of $5 million in My Clean Water Plan grants for six communities around the state. Benton Township is receiving a consolidation and contamination risk reduction grant to remove PFAS and other contaminants, as well as to consolidate systems and connect private residential wells to the municipal system. Township Supervisor Kathy Yates says it's a priority for the township to ensure everyone within its boundaries has access to clean water, and the grant means a lot to the community. The state's 2020 My Clean Water Plan directed $102.1 million in federal funds for lead service line replacements and $105 million to address other water quality issues. The Michigan Department of Transportation has started a $1.8 million project to resurface 21.4 miles of two state highways in southwest Michigan. One is M51, starting in Niles and continuing east to North Front Street in Dewajack. The work will involve chip sealing, fog sealing, overbrand crack sealing, and pavement markings. Drivers should expect single-lane closures while the project continues. It's expected to improve the quality of the road and extend its life. That project started on Monday and will continue through September 23rd. Bundled in with that work is a chip sealing project on M89 from M343 in Richland to West Michigan Avenue near Battle Creek which also started on Monday. And hundreds of nurses from the University of Michigan Medical Center rallied this weekend for a new contract. The current deal expired at the end of June. Negotiations have been ongoing. Michigan Nurses Association President Ray Curtis said they will continue to fight for a fair contract. What is happening in the walls of our hospital? Is it okay for you? No! What is happening throughout our health system? Is that okay with you? No! I tell you what, the medical trauma of our nurses that are experiencing today, is that okay with you? No! The University Medical Center's chief nursing executive, nurses are the backbone of the health system, and the university has put together a generous package that recognizes the value they bring to patients and the organization. The current proposal includes 5% raises each year for the next four years and eliminating mandatory overtime within the next two years or sooner. Download the News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM app and listen online anywhere. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Dave Wolf.